0: Welcome to Run to Thrive, a show for runners who are ready to live, lead, and run with more energy, engagement, and enjoyment in their everyday life. Each episode, you'll gain insight, inspiration, and motivation, and hear from leaders, influencers, and everyday heroes who run to fuel their success in life and work so that you can learn how to thrive on the run and beyond. I'm Matt Mills, a professional life, leadership, and running coach. And I'm so excited that you're here so that you can discover how running can help you step into your greatest potential and develop a stronger body, mind, and spirit. Ready to go? Let's get moving. I love food. And like a lot of runners, I'm always hungry. I don't just love to eat and cook, but I take a lot of care in what I put into my body. Not just to help me fuel for my runs and my training, but also because I know how the right diet alone can give you more energy, feel more engaged, and be more productive both physically and mentally throughout your day. But when it comes to proper nutrition, it can get pretty overwhelming. There is so much information, so many kinds of diets and fads, advertisements, so-called experts telling you what you should and shouldn't eat, that it can be hard to know what will work best for you. When it comes to nutrition, particularly to support you in your running, what is it that works? That's what I was thrilled to talk to my guest Emily Dankers about on today's episode. Emily is a registered dietitian and founder of Emily RD Nutrition Coaching. She empowers clients to make their health and nutrition goals a reality through sustainable research-based nutrition plans and accountability. She focuses on all aspects of nutrition, including the emotional, mental, and physical sides of why we eat what we eat. Before she started her private practice, she was a sports dietitian and worked with professional and collegiate athletes for five years. Now Emily works with busy, active individuals who want to be their healthiest, happy selves without dieting and are eager to get their nutrition right for good. In our conversation, we talked about how professional athletes and everyday runners aren't too different when it comes to nutrition, and what small steps you can take to make a big impact in your diet, and how those small changes can affect your running and your day-to-day well-being. If you're a busy runner that loves food, wants to perform at their best, and isn't ready to give up their favorite foods, then you'll love this episode. Ready to go? Let's get moving. Emily, welcome to Run to Thrive. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great, Matt. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing awesome, as always. Uh, I am really excited to be talking with you today because actually I kind of nerd out on this topic of nutrition and diet and health because I think it is something that runners, they kind of freak out about, they stress out a lot about it. So I'm really excited to be talking with you about this in depth today.
1: Thanks. Yeah. I'm really excited to be here. You know, with my sports nutrition background, this is something that worked a lot with, you know, track and field athletes and how nutrition can help and how in some ways it can hurt if you don't do it right. So yeah, yeah, lots to talk about here.
0: For sure. So I am curious because I I would love to actually know about your origin story. You know, how did you get into this field of of diet, nutrition, and, and sports nutrition?
1: That's a great question. So I just grew up in a house where health and nutrition was always very important. I always liked cooking. And when I saw that I could major in nutrition in college, mm-hmm. it was a no-brainer yeah. because it just sounded so cool. So that's how I got into nutrition. And then specifically sports nutrition, I decided after graduating that I wanted to go to graduate school. And I found a program that was pairing sports nutrition um, with an internship, with a master's. And I admired in exercise science and always, you know, believed that to really truly be healthy, you needed to have the nutrition and the exercise. So yes. this was a perfect way. To, to pair that yeah. and then yeah from there just started I worked with professional athletes I worked with collegiate athletes and it was really eye-opening I learned so much you know from when you're in school to actually working yeah. with the athletes uh, the things that you see in real life are a bit different than what you hear about in school
0: Yeah. And and that's something I'm fascinated by, you know, especially when you're working with pro athletes. I think people have this idea that even when it comes to just ordinary things like your diet, like nutrition, that they have some big secret that the rest of us don't have. But I'm curious, like, what was your experience like compared to someone who's just an ordinary average athlete?
1: Yeah. So to be honest, I expected when I did start working with collegiate and professional athletes. I thought that they would want to do everything possible to push Mm -hmm. themselves forward. And I found that probably about 20% were bought in (laughs) on nutrition. I think the other 80% had got where they were just by, you know, genetics and training and talent. Most of them were very young. Mm. So it was fun to really dive in with that 20% who saw nutrition as something that could give them that extra edge because they were seeing differences just in small changes that they made. It was really very cool to see.
0: So when you say 20% were as bought in, why do you think the other 80% weren't?
1: Yeah, I really just think it's because they've gotten where they were with eating cheeseburgers and chicken nuggets and whatever they wanted to. Now that I, you know, I work in private practice now Mm -hmm. and I have some, you know, clients in their thirties, forties, fifties and on who like to be active, but I'm seeing that they care even more because they've seen as you get older, the, your nutrition has huge effects, even beyond your exercise and training and running. It's just everything, you know, it affects everything in your life. So I think it was just, you know, the athletes being very young. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You, they, um, a lot of times you have to see it to believe it. So, you know, if if they didn't feel like they were really going to get much of a impact from nutrition, Mm. then it wasn't something that they cared about as much as training and, strength and conditioning yeah. and all of that
0: so how do you reach someone whether they are an athlete a high level athlete or someone who just is like i don't get it and there's nothing you can do obviously when you get older i'm sure it gets a lot easier as you just mentioned mm-hmm. but even for people who they're like yeah i'm relatively healthy but uh, you know i don't need to, to worry too much about it how do you reach those people that have that mindset
1: Yeah. So I dealt with that a lot in the collegiate setting. And I, you know, I found that the most helpful thing was just getting a couple people on board. And then those couple people are on board, they're doing the right pre-workout nutrition and during and post. And then their teammates are seeing these people getting really strong, getting really fast. And those were the best situations because that they could see it. They saw the effect that it had. And yeah, it definitely caused them to be a little more interested. Yeah, it is something that, you know, now I work with people who are motivated already, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I don't have to be the one convincing them that nutrition is what is going to make a big difference, which, which I do like, but that is something, you know, when I worked with just athletes for five years. I work with entire teams, so that was yeah. important to try to convince everyone that hey, you have all of this accessible. You have pre-workout food and post-workout mm-hmm. food, and yeah, just trying to educate them as much as possible on what could happen, and then just in, you know encouraging them to try things one thing at a time. You don't yeah. have to go from where you're eating now. To eating perfectly clean and having the exact amount of pre, post, during workout nutrition, um, just trying one thing, seeing how it yeah. affects them, and that was usually enough to get them to get on board.
0: <laughs> it, 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 in a way, it's almost like having teaching a kid to eat their vegetables. Like just have one piece of broccoli and oh, just see yes. it's not as bad as you think. <laughs>
1: Yes, it's amazing how much, you know, it really is. Now that I'm out of college and I'm older than these athletes I was working with, it is amazing how it was like working with kids. And a lot of athletes didn't eat vegetables. And and our big push was just get something with color on your plate. Just something.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and do you find that it's like that with, with everyone? I feel from what you were saying was it sounds like people followed trends. So if they saw someone else doing it, they were doing it. Do you find that that's also true with people? Like, do they come to you now and are saying, well, I've heard that this kind of diet, whether it's like keto or plant based or, you know, this, I'm hearing this is the new thing. Do you see that a lot that people usually are trying to follow trends when it comes to nutrition?
1: Absolutely. And it's amazing how quickly the trends change because I remember 2019, that new year's right after then. I worked in a restaurant actually for a while and everyone wanted to be keto. Everyone was asking for no (laughs) mashed potatoes, just the steak and the vegetables. And it was amazing. Probably a quarter of the people I saw were all talking about keto. And I think this year, a lot of it has been intermittent fasting has been very popular. And it's very true. People that's a big group of people who I attract are people who have tried all the diets and haven't quite found success. And my whole idea is you can find a way to eat for you. That's going to help you fuel your best and get where you want to go. And it's not a diet. It's sustainable. It's almost teaching people how to eat for them that's not a diet. But you're exactly right. People love following the trends. They love thinking that, oh, well, this is something I haven't tried yet. So this has got to be it. Like This is what's going to help me lose all the weight. And I'm going to keep it off forever. And then (laughs) as soon as they stop the diet, we all know what happens. They gain all the weight back and then they feel terrible and try a new diet. So we're trying to break that cycle.
0: How do you do that? I'm, I'm curious how you coach people to resist some of those trends.
1: A lot of it is I work with people for a minimum of three months, mm-hmm. which is longer than some diets even last. So it's, it's more than just the food with my coaching. A lot mm-hmm. of it is the mental and emotional coaching around it as well, especially people who are used to diets, who are used to losing five pounds a week for a month and then, you know, they, they see the results so fast, but then they gain it all back. Unfortunately with nutrition, the sustainable way, it doesn't happen that fast. It's more like half a pound to one pound a week, depending on how much someone has to lose. So in the beginning, it's just coaching them mentally through that and saying, just give it a try. Like we're together for at least three months, give it a try. See you know how you're feeling and also encouraging those non scale victories, so you know a lot of my clients it is about weight loss, but yeah. um, not everyone, and some <laughs> people they want to focus on you know changing their triglycerides, cholesterol, things like mm-hmm. that, but even outside of all of that, we like to talk about well, how are your energy levels and how are your stress levels around food and how are your clothes fitting, trying to expand it beyond these you know, specific numbers. Yeah. People can get hung up on the numbers a lot.
0: Yeah. It's talking really to the mental aspects, the emotional aspects, not just the physical. And as you said, not just counting numbers. It's really, it's also about how you feel too. Yes. Right.
1: Yeah. Yes, definitely.
0: That's what I'd love to hear a little bit more about your idea of why nutrition is so important, not just for those physical reasons, but how does it also benefit you emotionally, mentally? Like what role does it play beyond just your, your physical performance or athletic performance?
1: Food is everything. Food is family. Food gives you certain feelings and it makes you reminisce on, on good times, maybe not so good times. Since it's something we do, you know, from anywhere from two to six times a day, we're making food decisions it's really something that's ingrained in us. It's our, all of our environment. It's all affected by food. It's really amazing. And yeah, with the emotional piece, Mm -hmm. I mean, people have these huge emotional ties, especially, you know, with the pandemic, there's comfort food, everyone wanting to be comforted, and we can't be comforted by the typical things like seeing loved ones and traveling and going to the movies those things aren't happening but comfort food's always there yeah it's amazing how quickly a connection can happen between you know a person and how they're feeling and a habit so
0: Mm.
1: it's funny how pretty much any emotion can be tied to food so we're happy and we're celebrating and there's food or you're sad and lonely, so you grab food. Um, or you're just feeling tired, so you just want to eat food to stay awake. Yeah. I know a lot of people who eat crunchy things to stay awake. So food's just so ingrained in everything yeah. we do. So based on a person's goals, you know, sometimes those are habits we have to break and say, hey, it's more important that you're listening to your body and getting in touch with your hunger cues than I like to say, you know, eating from the neck up, which is basically just following your thoughts and cravings and emotions instead of eating from the neck down, which is really being in Uh, tune with how hungry you are.
0: I think that makes total sense. People thinking from their gut, almost literally, uh, instead of really thinking about it, taking that extra step to really just be more intentional about their diet, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, it, it, I talk about intentional running, you know, people need to have more of that intention of what they want to get out of their training and their running beyond just saying, all right, I'm just going to strap on my shoes and, and go for a run. But when you think about it, when you take that extra step, then it, it actually, it's more impactful. You see a lot more transformative results
1: Definitely. I yeah. like what you said about setting an intention. Yeah. You're so right. I've done that all the time. I say, I'm going to run. I don't know how far, how long, yeah. or how fast, but going to run. Um, yeah. I think same thing with nutrition. If you have a goal, it'll be intentional about what you're eating to help you yeah. reach that goal. Instead find of that making. why.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. The why that is, it's so important because it's hard to make lifestyle changes can be really, really hard. So keeping yeah. that "why" in mind to keep you on track when things yeah. aren't so easy.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I get—I mean, I get a lot of questions around proper nutrition from runners, you know, at, at all stages. Because I think a lot of times, especially when you're racing, you're running, you—you uh, you recognize that you need to f- fuel yourself properly in order to perform properly. And what comes with that, <laughs> what I notice is that there's often a lot of stress around proper nutrition. So what do you tell people who stress out a lot about how they're fueling themselves, nutrition, like they really are actually trying to be intentional, but maybe to the point where it's, it's starting to stress them out and affects them in other ways. What do you, what do you tell people when they stress out about nutrition too
1: much? Yeah, that's a really great question. I feel like a lot of the stress comes from just an overwhelming amount of information online mm-hmm. and not knowing where to go for your information, especially when it comes to nutrition. You know, if if people know that there's a plan and that the plan is personalized to them, to their height, weight, age, gender, how far they're running, how long they've been a runner, what their race is. I think that that is something that gives people a peace of mind yeah. um, when it comes to fueling, you know, leading up to a race and also the day of. Another thing we'd always tell athletes, you know, in the collegiate realm was to always test something out before a mm. race day. So yep. don't go into race day and have the gels. And if you've never taken them never before, never tried it. Yeah right have four of them before a race and a bunch of them during cause you're gonna have the gi upset and that yep. is stressful stuff i think yeah just having a plan and being able to test it out before can take a lot of the stress out mm-hmm. because you know it it worked before so you yep. know that this food is, at this time is going to work it's going to give me energy and help me perform at my best
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that so many times at marathons and races and even when they do, sometimes they, they think about it, but they don't put it into practice beforehand.
1: Yeah. I I do find it fun working with people trying to figure out exactly what works for them. So, oh, maybe it's not coffee right before, but maybe it's the um, gummies that have caffeine in it or something like that. Yeah. Just kind of trial and error. Like let's find the perfect thing for you. that's going to get you wherever you want to be improving your performance.
0: And I think that's so important too, to remember, is that just because something works for somebody else does not mean that it has to work for you or that it's going to work for you i think people are overwhelmed by information and that sometimes when you're so stressed out and this is not just for for running and for your nutrition it's also for elsewhere in your life when you just you think something is going to be the right way to do it and if you're not thinking about it or putting it into practice or trying it out then You just you have to be careful and really be discerning about the information that you're consuming, and just make sure that it works for you.
1: Definitely, it's really amazing how individualized each person is, and it's also wild how everything you eat, your gut responds to it. Mm -hmm. So they find that you know people who eat a lot of carbs, you have more things in your digestive system that break down carbs. Yeah. So you know, because of all these reasons, you're exactly right. Everyone's very different. So mm-hmm. find what works for you and don't just do what the person's next, next to you is doing. Cause yeah. they could have really bad consequences, <laughs> much more important to figure it out for yourself.
0: Yeah. What do you think people neglect when it comes to diet and nutrition? People think about what they have to do, especially, you know, for runners. It's like almost like setting these rules and expectations and thinking like, you know, I have to make sure that I have enough carbs and I need to make sure that I have all of this. But we think about how to fuel for race day and how to fuel for that optimal performance. But I think I people don't also think about their day-to-day all of the time. You know, just mm-hmm. like a lot of times I'm sure for those those athletes that you worked with i would bet that there's a good number who probably were really attentive to their diet and nutrition leading up to the first few or the last few days before their competition but then the day after or the week after or in between then they're just Saying eh, I'll eat what I want. I'm not. I'm not getting out on the racetrack. I'm not getting out on the road anytime soon. So I'm just curious. Like in those times, like what is it that you think that people just don't pay attention to in their diet?
1: Yeah, that's such a good point, point. and I I think that's a little bit wrapped up in just diet mindset of while I'm on the diet, I need to eat this. So while I'm leading up to the race week or two before I'm going to eat this. And then as soon as it's done, going to eat whatever I want. I always encourage people to have a more balanced approach. So instead mm-hmm. of just, you know, having these two extremes of super clean, super healthy, exactly what I need and then throwing all that out the window and eating whatever you want. Um, finding a good balance. We always say 80% of the time you should try to eat healthy, the stuff that's really going to nourish your body. And then 20% of the time add in those fun foods, just because that's what life's all about. So, um, yeah, not neglecting that 80% of vegetables, lean protein, whole grains, water, all of these things that are just nourishing your body including yeah. those in with the 20% fun foods like desserts and your favorite hamburger and fried chicken, you know, that has all of those things have a place right. in a diet. It's just not having chunks of time where you're only eating healthy and then chunks of time where it's just yep. all out the window.
0: Yeah. I think it comes back to that being intentional about it. And of course, the 80-20 rule, that's something that you hear a lot about, not just yeah. with diet but also with running and other things as well and it seems like sometimes where people get tripped up is having the ratio wrong where they think instead of 80 20 maybe it's like eh, 50 50 or you know 60 40 whatever or they're just they're not spacing it out so that's a great thing for people to think about is okay you know here's when i can allow myself to have what i want
1: right Yeah, because that's what life's all about. Like, yes, you know, you want to feel great during your race and you want to feel great most days and eating well has a big impact on that. But just for our, our mental, emotional well-being to be able to celebrate with family and friends when you're going out to a restaurant or to a birthday party or anything like that. It's important that we're not feeling left out based on our food choices or feel like I'm supposed to be eating healthy all the time, so I can't do these things that truly bring me joy. Yeah. I think it's important to keep that in mind, that there's a place for all of it.
0: Yeah, basically not thinking that, oh, I'll just have it when it when I need to. Or in, in, incorporating joy, those joyful moments, whether it comes to food or whatever else in your life, to really be able to incorporate that more. Okay. I thought about this because... I, I have a mostly plant-based diet, but I still have some meat or some fish, but it might be once a week. And I broke it down one time and I think it was like for one meal, if you allow yourself to do it, that's still 95% that you're eating based on whatever that nutrition plan is. And so mm-hmm. I think even when you think about that 20%, it's, it's not nothing. It's not a small part. Right. It's actually yes. you know, allowing you yourself, your, yourself more than you think.
1: Right. It's not a full weekend, but it's more than one meal.
0: Right. Exactly. When it comes to nutrition, I'm curious, like from your work with college and professional athletes, what can everyday runners, everyday athletes, whether they're just beginners or they're experienced marathoners, what are some of the things that you took away from working with those high-level athletes that People can take as lessons to, to help them thrive in their day and their training?
1: Yeah. So I would say, you know, especially with runners, what mm. fuels our body is carbs. Mm. And I know that carbs have really been demonized recently with keto and all of those. Um, but all of the research, every science study that is done points to people and athletes who eat the right amount of carbs perform better it's just yeah. how it is they've done studies on ketogenic athletes and as when it comes to running those who eat carbs do better yeah. for longer that's one thing you know especially during the season so if you're a runner whatever during the season looks like for yeah. you so leading up to a race and things like that just making sure that you're eating enough mm. because you know it, it is very important to you make sure you have the right physique, especially if you're trying to, you know, you're in a race, you're trying to do mm-hmm. well, but it's also important to fuel your body so that you're not getting injured and you're feeling good and performing at your best. So that's something, and it's, you know, it's very individualized for every person, but um, making sure you're eating enough. And another thing I always really like to push is having some protein after every training session. Mm. That's just something, and the amount is also, it's based on your weight, but it's just something that is helping your body immensely. If you get some protein in within a half hour after training, you just start recovering right away. Like that is the window within a half hour after you're done training. You know, if I were to give someone one piece of advice who was trying to, you know, improve their athletic performance, that would be it like mm-hmm. something. And it doesn't have to, cause I know it's hard to eat for some people. It's hard to yep. really like munch on, you know, eat a hard boiled egg or something like that after <laughs> um, a training session. But there are plenty of, um, you know, protein drinks out there that are easy to just drink down and then your body just starts recovering right away. So yeah. that would be kind of like my number one simple suggestion.
0: Yeah. That's great. It's, and it's so important. I think again, it's, well, let me ask you, like if you were to tell listeners the one reason why it's important, or maybe it's a couple, but like, what's the one thing you would want people to take away about the importance of nutrition, especially whether you're a runner or if you just, you want to thrive in your day to day and have more of that energy.
1: So there's a, always been that analogy of, you know, food is your fuel. So if you're a car, you're the foods like the gas, it's what makes the car run. But I would argue that it's more than that. Because literally everything you eat becomes you. And all of the cells in your body turn over in I think it's a period of seven years. I think that's what it is. But everything you're made up of. Wow. Yeah. Everything you're made up of is literally the food you eat. So, um, you know, it can be the quickest way to start feeling better and more energized, or it can also be the quickest way to be feel to feel lethargic and just bloated and not well.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: that's not really <laughs> that's not really a tangible tip you can take from here, but that, is, it, is. that it is. It is why yeah. it matters so much. It's it's everything.
0: You know, usually I think when we're not feeling right, whether it's in our mind, whether it's in our bodies, something's off, I think it is tangible because it's something that we can tune into, tune into our bodies and be like, what's actually feeling bad? And right. it might start with what we're fueling it with.
1: Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I mean, for some you know, straightforward advice, Everyone can eat more vegetables. There's no (laughs) limit to that. But that's, you know, that's boring. Everyone knows that. But like I said earlier, like vegetables, fruit, lean protein, and whole grains. And you can't go wrong. Have some fun foods thrown in there. But most of your meals should be, you know, that should be the basis. And you'll be good to go. It's also not as complicated, you know. People think that, oh, if I get healthy, I need to completely change everything in my life. And it's more about just making the small changes, but doing them every single day. And then it becomes habit. It doesn't have to be a big daunting thing to get healthy and to start eating well. Be one step at a time.
0: That's, it's just like running, just like anything else that you want to change in your life. It's one small step at a time. I think that is a great, great message. So Emily, I want to know where people can find you. But before uh, you share that, I want to know why is it important that people might want to work with a nutrition coach?
1: Yeah. So earlier when we were talking about all of that information on the internet, it's you know I love the internet. We have access to so much out there, and you know, to be honest, anyone can look it up and make a plan for themselves. But yeah. if you work with a registered dietitian, which is someone who's gone to school for this, they've done an internship, they've taken a test, yeah. um, you know that you're going to get the truth and you're going to get science backed information. I've mentioned science a lot. And in, yes. uh, in this podcast, it's kind of my deal. So yeah, as a registered dietitian, you know, that's, that's what I provide my clients with is the peace of mind that whatever plan they have has been proven to help. And, you know, beyond that, that's, that's the dietitian part. The coach part is what we were talking about earlier with the um, mental and emotional side of it and actually helping people implement the plan instead Mm -hmm. of, you know, some nutritionists you find online are just going to send you a plan and, leave you be but yeah. that's where coaching comes into play where there's so much more than just this is how you eat because yep. we're in so many different situations so yeah so that's where that you know would come into play the dietitian part and the coaching part
0: great yeah you have the expert you have the accountability you have somebody who can tell you in real time here's what you can adjust here's what's going to be right for you so I think there's no doubt about it that working with with you would be great for for any of our listeners, anyone who really wants to make sure that they're paying really good attention to their health and nutrition. So okay. how can people find you?
1: Yeah. So I have a website. It's emilyzorn.com. And uh, i That will be my last name. I'm getting married next year. I know it's confusing. I'm Emily (laughs) Dangers now. I will be Emily Zorn. Um, On Instagram, I'm emily underscore rd underscore. I also have a Facebook group that, you know, it's been really fun. It's just called Emily RD Nutrition Community. And it's a great place for accountability. You know, people post recipe ideas. We have bi-weekly group zoom sessions where we talk about different things so it's just a nice community to you know share with others and realize that everyone's on their own journey but you don't have to do it alone
0: yeah i think community it's so important knowing that you're not the only one with these questions you're not the only one going through maybe some of the struggles that other people are going through so you can find those links in the show notes Uh, i encourage everyone to to visit emily and follow. Emily, I want to thank you. This has been great. As I said, I think nutrition is so important—not just for your performance, but to help fuel you, help you thrive in in your day to day. So, I want to thank you again. This has been really great, and I look forward to we'll we'll, we'll continue the conversation on another episode. So
1: yes, we will. Thank you so much, Matt. This is a blast. Yeah. I always love talking to nutrition, especially with people who, you know, care so much about nutrition. It's refreshing.
0: Cool. All right. Well, thanks again.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Thanks again for joining us on the Run to Thrive podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. If you're interested in learning more about how you can live, lead, and run at your best, visit coachingontherun.com and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Coaching on the Run. And if you like what you heard today on Run to Thrive, please leave a review and remember to subscribe to receive new episodes as soon as they're released. Until next time, I'll catch you on the run.